Just, you gave me two choices and I didn't respond. <laughs> I did? Yes. You did respond to him, but then I once again said Facing difficulties in uh, material and spiritual life. And then the second topic that we gave Guru Maharaj was um, um, Sarva Dharman Paritija, the essence and application of that verse, Sarva Dharman Paritija. So, in context of facing the uh, in context of the topic, facing the challenges in life. So Maharaj um, was speaking on that topic and... Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the second one. The mail that you wrote to Maharaj, you'll be combined both the topics. In okay, the I'll combine both the topics. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, said, I got an email from you saying you'll combine both the topics, so I was, I was thinking of that. Oh. <laughs> so facing challenges in life. Um, plus I'll just do the, uh, do the second one. Let's say the other one you can t- tell me about your challenges. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask our three youthful scholars here, don't go away, <laughs> to recite Bhagavad Gita 1866. And we'll start with Danalila. You know the verse? Sarvatarmam paritya mami kam sharanam braja. You know the verse? You don't know? You know the verse? Okay, three strikes and we're out. <laughs> well, well, we'll all chant it together since we all know. Sarvatarmam paritya ja, mami kam sharanam braja. Aham tvam sarva papepyo moksha yashami masucha. Do you remember it now? I'll say, and then you two say, in you know, duet in response. Sarva dharmam paritya Mami kam sharanam braja. Aham tvam sarva papepyo. Moksha yashami masuchaha. But you already know it, so. Sarvadamam paritya Mami kam sharanam praja. Aham tam sarva papi bhyo. Aham tam sarva papi bhyo. Sarva papi bhyo. Moksha yishyami masuchaha. Very good. Okay. Translation. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. Purport. By Śrīla Prabhupāda. The Lord has described various kinds of knowledge and processes of religion. Knowledge of the Supreme Brahman, knowledge of the Supersoul, knowledge of different types of orders and statuses of social life, knowledge of the renounced order of life, knowledge of non-attachment, sense and mind control, meditation, etc. He has described 
in so many ways different types of religion. Now, in summarizing the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that Arjuna should just give up all the processes that have been explained to him. He should simply surrender to Krishna. That surrender will save him from all types of sinful reactions. For the Lord personally promises to protect him. Paragraph. In the seventh chapter, it was said that only one who can become free from all sinful reactions can take to the worship of Lord Krishna. Does anybody here know that verse? A little louder. The essence of paraphrased translation. That's a different verse. And so there's, there's two conditions. The two conditions are one who is freed from sinful reaction and is fully engaged in pious activities, crosses beyond the duality of delusion, engages in my devotional service with determination. Thus, one may think that unless he is freed from all sinful reactions, he cannot take to the surrendering process. To such doubts it is here said that even if one is not free from all sinful reactions simply by the process of surrendering to Sri Krishna, he is automatically freed. There is no need of strenuous effort to free oneself from sinful reactions. One should hesitatingly accept Krishna as the supreme savior of all living entities with faith and love. One should surrender unto him. Paragraph. The process of surrender to Krishna is described in the Hari Bhakti, Hari Bhakti Vilas 11.6.76. Anukoyasya sankalpa pratikoyasya varjanam rashikshatiti vishvaso goptrite varanam tata atmanikshe patkarpanye shadvidha sharanagatihi. According to the devotional process, one should simply accept such religious principles that will lead ultimately to the devotional service of the Lord. One may perform a particular occupational duty according to his position in the social order, but if by executing his duty one does not come to the point of Krishna consciousness, all his activities are in vain. Anything that does not lead to the perfectional stage of Krishna consciousness should be avoided. One should be confident that in all circumstances Krishna will protect him from all difficulties. There is no need of thinking how one should keep the body and soul together. Krishna will see to that. One should all, always think himself helpless and should consider Krishna the only basis of, for his progress in life. As soon as one seriously engages himself in devotional service to the Lord in full Krishna consciousness, 
at once he becomes freed from all contamination of material nature. There are different processes of religion and purificatory processes by cultivation of knowledge, meditation in the mystic yoga system, etc. But one who surrenders unto Krishna does not have to execute so many methods. That simple surrender to Krishna will save him from the from unnecessarily wasting time. One can thus make all progress at once and be freed from all sinful reactions. Paragraph. Final paragraph. One should be attracted by the beautiful vision of Krishna. His name is Krishna because he is all attractive. One who becomes attracted by the beautiful, all-powerful, omnipotent vision of Krishna is fortunate. There are different kinds of transcendentalists. Some of them are attached to the impersonal Brahman vision. Some of them are attracted by the super-soul feature, etc. But one who is attracted to the personal feature of the Supreme Personality Godhead and above all, who is attracted by the Supreme Personality Godhead as Krishna himself is the most perfect transcendentalist. In other words, <coughs> devotional service to Krishna in full consciousness is the most confidential part of knowledge and this is the essence of the whole Bhagavad Gita. Karma yoga, empiric philosoph karma yogis, empiric philosophers, mystics and devotees are all called transcendentalists, but one who is a pure devotee is the best of all. The particular word used here is ma-shuchaha. Don't fear, don't hesitate, don't worry, are very significant. One may be perplexed as to how one can give up all kinds of religious forms and simply surrender to Krishna, but such worries, such worry is useless. So there's there's the summary of the, the first question. <laughs> yeah, but I've got this and that and the other thing and don't worry. Don't hesitate. Don't fear. Just surrender to Krishna. Yeah, but... We were discussing in the Bhagavatam class this morning about um, the Varnashram system because that's one of the indications that's presented here in the purport of different systems. Elaborately, Krishna doesn't say what the system of Varnashram Dharma is, but he, he does say that he creates the Varnas, Chatur Varnamaya Shristam, Gunakarma Vibhagasha. And he certainly speaks about Arjuna's duties as a Chatriya. So, performance of prescribed duties, religious people certainly perform their prescribed duties or just good people perform their their dutiful but that performance of duty precisely perfectly flawlessly if there is such a thing 
amounts to nothing from a transcendental perspective unless it, it progressively leads to and results in mindfulness of Krishna, absorption and thought of Krishna. That's the objective. Since that's the objective, one can approach the objective directly. Approach the, the objective directly means take shelter of Krishna. Surrender to Krishna. So that was part of our discussion also. What, what does it mean to take shelter of? So, it, it's a it's an active process. Uh, it's an internal process that's followed from the internal follows external. I'll, I'll um, speak about it this way. <coughs> There's a Sanskrit term that, that's quite common in, in Bhagavad Gita. Well, it's used several times. Swabhava. You know what Swabhava means? Nature. Your, your own nature. Swa means one's own. And Bhava means nature. So your own nature. So according to one's own nature or one's swabhava, one has different um, duties. Brahma karma swabhava jam, kshatriya karma swabhava jam, vaishya karma swabhava jam, shudra karma swabhava jam. <coughs> swabhava. So, ja means birth or arises from. From one's swabhava comes the, the, the qualities. If for a brahmana, samatamak sapakshocham shantir arjavam evacha jnanam vijnanam astikyam brahma karma swabhava jam the, the behaviors, the activities, the, the qualities of a brahmana arise from their Swabhava. So one of the things that um, religion from the Vedas or otherwise does is it tries to elevate one to the quality of goodness. And from the quality of goodness, from that Swabhava comes qualities and behaviors. You with me? Yes? So to stay within the modes of nature, even the, the quality of goodness, as far as transcendence is concerned, is still binding. It, it's, you're still within the cycle of birth and death. You're still bound by the reactions to those actions that are religious or of the quality of goodness. Even they're enunciated by God. It's good, but it's binding. It's not liberating. And... and um, one of the things that Krishna says very early in the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita is the Vedas deal mainly with the three modes of material nature. Rise above them. But he doesn't just say deals mainly with it, but it's to become the enjoyer of the modes of material nature. Trigunya, Vishaya, Veda. The Vedas deal mainly with how to be a vishayi, vishayi, 
or an enjoyer within the three modes of material nature. Nishtragunya bhavarjana, rise above the three modes of material nature. So that's, that's the, from the early chapter two and throughout here in this conclusion. There, the, the, the message of Bhagavad Gita is, it's, it's a transcendental message. Go beyond the modes of material nature. Go beyond the modes of material nature. But what's beyond the modes of material nature? Spiritual world. The Vaikuntha realm. There's the river Viraja that's in between the spiritual and material. Like, here's this, we're in the material world, in case you haven't noticed. And beyond the material world, there's the spiritual world. And that's what we want. But there's this, where the, that's, where the two spiritual and material realms intersect. It's called the river Viraja. And the river Viraja, the modes of material nature are also not active. So we could try for neutrality. Like, you know, become a, a, a neutralist. <laughs> a, a, an impersonalist. Or a voidist. It's an interesting philosophy. Or aspiration. Um, I was with some Chinese students recently at university and I was asking them, what, what's the goal of Buddhism? And they, they, well, they didn't give an answer, so I said, it's nirvana, right? They said, yes, it's nirvana. <coughs> and what does nirvana mean? And nirvana means nothingness. So, let's be really clear. The goal of Buddhism is to enter into a state of nothingness. And that's the absolute truth. Because where does everything come from? Nothing. Where is everything going to? Nothing. And what do we have in between? Nothing. You think that there's something because you think that there's something then you're suffering. But the reality is there's nothing. Just face the reality. There's nothing. Nothing is. And, be, and enter into a state of nirvana. Very encouraging, huh? <laughs> but the, the realm, so Prabhupada was asked, what if someone becomes a successful Buddhist, where do they go? What's the destination of the soul? The destination of the soul is the river Viraja. It's neither here nor there. But there's no such thing as void. He's, Prabhupada stated it this way. In God's creation, um, there's, there's, there's two things. God and that which is from God. Or God's, that which belongs to Him. And there's not a third thing. There's not, because void means nothing. So that, then he also said, there's no void in the creation of God. Because it's something. Creation is something. There's Him and there's what He creates and there's not a third thing. So it's, it's, it's an imagination. It's a place where one imagines, it's like, like, um, child's play. It's, 
a place where there's nothingness. I'm not acknowledging the existence of God and I'm not, not acknowledging the existence of that which is created by God. It's artificial. One of our devotees was describing it something like being in a straitjacket in a padded cell with your with blindfold on and your ears plugged and you can't see anything, hear anything, smell anything, touch anything, feel anything, do anything. How long can you stay in that situation and think that's happiness? Well, there isn't any suffering because you know I'm not interacting with the elements and people that are not nice and I'm not generating any karma. I'm just like doing nothing. It's artificial. In in one purport of Bhagavad Gita, uh, Vita Raga Bhaya Krodha, Prabhupada describes this Krodha or anger or frustration is the source of this philosophy that says, I want to become nothing. It's like suicide. I want to become... You, you can't kill the soul, so suicide doesn't work. So you just get a philosophy that says you, you don't even have a soul. You don't even exist. What exists? Nothing. Anyway, rather than dwelling on B- Buddhism, it, it's um, that the state of... That's a state where the modes of nature aren't acting, but something is is active, and that's time. It's described in the Bhagavatam that the souls that are in that position, they're in a subtle body that's dormant, something like a seed that's dormant. And seeds that are dormant, the time energy is still active. So that while it's dormant, the time energy is not moving them. But at some point, tick, 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 tick. In course of time, passage of time, they'll again leave that situation and take on a material body and start activity. Even, you know, let go of their straitjacket, come out of their padded cell. And receive a gross body covering the subtle body and then start activity. Because the time energy is, is still present, still active. But in the, beyond the river Viraja is the spiritual sky, where Time energy, time is conspicuous by its absence. Time is eternal. Time as we know it is is absent. Time is eternal. And in that time is eternal realm, there's a lot of inconceivable things, like activity that's not past, present, and future. We can't even think like that one. Can you think of something that doesn't have an, an activity it doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have an end. We don't have experience of that. At least we don't have remembrance of anything like that. That's spiritual activity. And the modes of nature aren't active. And karma is not active. And time is not active. But there's variegatedness. There's activity. There's personality. There's love. It's the uncontaminated state of what we find here in the contaminated state. 
It's what the soul hankers for, but is looking for in a foolish way, in the temporal realm, in the in the realm of karma and fruit of activity, <coughs> and the modes of nature. So it's a very unfortunate circumstance. Very unfortunate. All of this is described when the um, in the third canto, where uh, there's a description of of the Kumaras as they're approaching Vaikuntha, and they see Vaikuntha. They're in this Brahman realized state, so they're doing things. This is also quite inconceivable because they're not devotees yet. They're doing things without a purpose. It's kind of like a child. In fact, that's the description that's given. Just like they're small children. Although they're, they're as old as Lord Brahma. They're the, the oldest sons of Lord Brahma. They're as old as the universe is. But they have little boys' bodies and they have behavior like little boys. They just go, little boys, little children, just go wherever they like. And nobody checks them. And why they go here, why they go there, you, you never know. <laughs> Just going. And nobody checks them. And if somebody does check them, they become very unhappy. <laughs> so the Kumaras became very unhappy when they were checked from entering into Aikuntha to, to see Narayan. So, timelessness, the absence of the modes of nature, all of these things are features of the spiritual world. But now we're... So, religion is to take one to the quality of goodness. From the quality of goodness to get a glimpse of transcendence. But from the outset, Bhagavad Gita is a transcendental literature. Even with that understanding, Bhagavad Gita is a transcendental literature, Krishna indicates different things that assist one in the quality of goodness. Like these different systems of religion. Meditation, sense and mind control, um, Varnashram. They're, they're, even for the, 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 the Shudras that are followers of the Varnashram system or the Vaishyas or the Kshatriyas, certainly the Brahmanas, the purpose is continued elevation in the quality of goodness. It's the, it's the path. It leads to, if followed properly, that's a big you know, phrase, if followed properly, because properly doesn't mean just doing the do's and avoiding the don'ts, but it's achieving the intended purpose. So if followed properly, then it leads to, it's, it's the path of uh, liberation. Just like the description of karma yoga. Karma nevedikarasthi One who lives one's life that way, you're, it's karma free. But that's just detached work. Religious work, detached from the pala of the prescribed duty. And with that, there's some offering of the pala to the Supreme. To Vishnu, so that's that's karma yoga, but it's not it's, it's incomplete. Or 
in the language of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his talks with Ramananda Roy, it's external. We talked about that a little bit this morning. External. It's not complete. The, 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 the internal essence is surrender to Krishna. I can do something like, you know, I conceivably could follow karma yoga with the idea that I don't want the entanglement of fruitive activity. So I'll give the entanglement portion to Vishnu and just say it's yours and I want to be liberated and I'm not attached to Vishnu, I'm, I'm attached to being liberated. But so the, the goal is to be attached to Vishnu. And so with that attachment to Vishnu, there's the process of surrender. So in the, in the purport, Prabhupada presents these, this uh, Hari Bhakti Vilas uh, verse it's, it's um, quoted in, in Nectar of Devotion. It's from Padma Purana. It's the, the six limbs of surrender. And he paraphrases them. Anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam. Accepting things that are favorable, rejecting things unfavorable. For achieving devotion. For achieving the pleasure of Krishna. That which is pleasurable to Krishna, you do that. That which isn't isn't pleasing to Krishna or doesn't have something pleasing to Krishna component in it, you don't do that. One of the devotees in the morning class said, "External." When Lord Chaitanya says it's external, it means it's more or less it doesn't matter. It does matter. You could say if you say it doesn't matter, then I can do intoxication. I just become an alcoholic, or you know that alcoholic just drink moderately and it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter it's just external whether I do this or do that or don't do this or don't do that it's external it doesn't matter it does matter so in this verse the abandon all varieties of dharma and surrender unto me it does matter what we do It, it's, so it's it not Krishna is not saying eat anything, drink anything, smoke anything, do anything, speak anything, behave any way you like. Doesn't matter. Just surrender unto me. Party for Krishna. That's okay. It, 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 that's not the indication. The indication is <clears throat> those other things are subordinate to one thing. It's like in our, um, it's a nice visual image. In the temple room in Chicago, Kishore Kishori Temple, there's a very expensive, beautiful chandelier. It's crystal. Very expensive. It's not just plastic or glass. It's crystal. And um, it's hanging nicely from the ceiling. And every now and then somebody remembers to turn it on, especially on Sunday. Jitendri is the one that usually remembers to turn it on. And it's very nice, very nice. But if you didn't have it suspended from that one spot in the in the ceiling, it'd just be a big bunch of pieces of crystal on the floor. It's not. I've seen chandeliers that are just lying on the floor, and it, it, it certainly doesn't look nice. But hanging, it looks nice. But it's hanging from one thing. Because it's hanging from one thing, it's all very nice. So the whole of the Vedic culture is very nice provided it's suspended from the one thing. The one thing is 
attaining attachment to Krishna or surrender to Krishna. When that's there, all the other features, Varnashra, meditation, charity, study of the Vedas, and all those things have some merit, some value, because of that surrender to Krishna component. All the other things, so all other things are subordinated to that one thing. That's what it means. Like, like the different parts of a chandelier are supported by one thing. That surrender to Krishna is, is the essential feature. So therefore, prityaja, abandon, place in the secondary position all these things to the thing that goes in the primary position. Surrender to Krishna. And so then, that's the natural question, what is, what is, then what is surrender to Krishna? So that's why this reference, the six components. Doing things favorable, rejecting things unfavorable. Then there's four more. Considering that Krishna is my maintainer, I, that doesn't mean I sit around do nothing in my house waiting for Krishna to maintain me. But I'm understanding it's not my work that's maintaining me, it's Krishna that's maintaining me. I'm the servant of Krishna and Krishna is maintaining me. That's the consciousness of the devotee. Where does the ability come from, the intelligence come from, the strength come from, the health come from, the body, the mind, the senses, the, the everything comes from Krishna. Krishna is my maintainer. I'm working for Krishna and Krishna is my maintainer. It's Krishna that's maintaining me, not my work that's maintaining me. And then I go to the temple on Sunday and that's my worship of Krishna. My activity itself is, by Krishna's mercy, providing for my maintenance. And Krishna is my protector. And... Um, Two more. Who knows what the other two are? Vakshisha titi vishvaso boktritve varanam tava. Krishna is my dearmost friend, and can, because um, and atmani oh humility dainya is another element of surrender. Because how can you surrender without humility? So in, the, in the Sharanagati songs by Bhakti Thakur, that's that's the first set of songs. There's 56 songs, something like that. And some number representing each of the six. So the, the humility is the first one. Because in Bhakti Thakur, in the songs, he describes his life. It's kind of an autobiography in a song form. He describes the aristocratic family in which he was born in and, uh, you know, how he spent his childhood and da-da-da-da-da. Now he's at the, at the end, I'm this old person and I don't even know who I am. I'm old fuddy-duddy. I don't even know what the purpose of life is. How unfortunate. I've wasted this valuable human form of life. Humility. <coughs> it's many songs describing his, that, that, the statement of his humility, the reason why he's feeling very humbled. And then the next set of songs is surrender, full surrender, body, mind, and words. Manasa deha geha yoki chumor. 
the surrender of my my everything to Krishna. And in that state of surrender unto Krishna, submission, body, mind and words, Atma Nivedana, body, minds and words fully submitted to this personality of Godhead. Um, I understand these other things. I, my, my concern for maintenance, it's coming from him. My concern for protection, it's coming from him. Things that will be favorable, I do them. Things that are unfavorable, I don't do them. F from this full submission, full dedication of body-minded words to his service. In response to this, this recognition of the unfortunate, foolish waste of time that I've been engaging myself in. That's the the, the message of this um, Sharana, these Sharanagati songs. Emuna Dormati Nice song. So how does that ap apply to our... What's the first one? Facing difficulties and challenges. Krishna! <laughs> Krishna! Yeah, well, let's get practical. That's practical. Krishna! And then, so I may do something behind after I call out for Krishna, but that calling out for Krishna part is the surrender part. And relying on Krishna for the intelligence, the strength, the ability, the understanding, the protection from the circumstances from that are that are the consequence of my past <coughs> foolishness largely i can blame something else someone else but it's behind that that instrument that's rigging some difficulty or some conflict it's it's due to something that's there in my past i take the responsibility for this the, the consequence of my my past deeds let me keep my attention fully fixed on submission and surrender to Krishna. That's first and foremost. That's that's a life in devotion to Krishna. I was having a discussion and thinking about this, the application part, because that's what I was asked to speak about. Way up here is perfection. And somewhere down here is where we are. We're, we're, maybe there's some perfected souls here, but probably not. So, but we're, we're, we're taking up a practice that's a transcendental practice. I mean, the, the teaching of Bhagavad Gita is a transcendental teaching. Devotional service, chanting the holy name, worshipping the deity, the, the, the activities are transcendental activities connecting the soul to the transcendent Supreme Lord. Meanwhile, the modes of nature are still acting because we're not, they're not there yet. So the, one of the discussions I was 
purposefully, I mean, I arranged a conference call with some others to discuss this topic. Um, until we become transcendental, um, to what degree, I put, I put the question this way, to what degree are we a transcendental movement? To what degree are we followers of our nashram? And to what degree is there a blend or mix? You know, thinking of our society in general. Because the Varnashram system is there for those that aren't transcendental. It's a social structure. Like the Svabhava. For, according to the, the contact with the, the modes of nature, one has a certain Svabhava. And based upon the Svabhava, then there's, there's duties. There's behaviors and qualities with which you do those duties. Nice discussion. We didn't reach a reach a conclusion. So we're the the the, the final verse. This eight year, this instruction of Krishna in Bhagavad Gita is we we should look to taking shelter of Krishna. Other things may also be there that we that we attend to the the the, the varnashram duties, for example. It would be. It wouldn't be right if a sannyasi got a job or if a grahasta didn't have a job. <laughs> it just, you know, well, I, I gotta, I'm just depending on Krishna. Now, if one is, one is factually a transcendentalist, factually, fully on the transcendental platform, then such a position can be taken. Or not taken, but you know they're free to take or not take, and and if they, if if not taking, it's not there's no sin. Krishna gives the argument to Arjuna that if the non-performance of duty, in fact, it's karma nivikarshima paleshu kadachana, or the na karma palahitu bor. Yeah. So don't be unattached. Don't be attached to the non-performance of your duty. Because if you're attached to the non-performance of your duty, there's sin. Because performance of duty that's prescribed without attachment, that's sinless. There's, there's karma free. But not only is karma, but it's bad karma for non-performance of duty. So, aside from those situations where there are perfected souls and the non-performance of duty isn't doesn't bring a reaction, doesn't bring bondage. For the rest of us that are not in the perfected stage of devotional service, we perform our, our duty. And we're and we're there's there's protection from by Dharma for our following of our, our Dharma, of our Swabhava, our our prescribed duties. Do them for Krishna, that's the transcendental part. Follow them properly. But but don't forget the <laughs> don't just do your duty and forget the part of surrendering to Krishna because then it's just completely on the material platform. There isn't a transcendental benefit to be derived from that directly. It may help one become situated in the quality of goodness, but there's no direct transcendental benefit. And our teaching is 
take shelter of Krishna. So any anything else, whatever, something, somebody loses their job, or so they they're they're, they're driving in their car and they're, they're hit from behind in a car accident, or something that happens in in life today. You have a you have a you have a, a not, you have some difficulty. You have some there's some turmoil in in the material field. Something. It's always something. So, in such a, a practical application is, take shelter of Krishna. And if there's some, if it's in the social arena, see that you're following your prescribed duty according to your um, Your nature. I remember Mukunda Maharaj, really very early in the movement, um, he was asking Prabhupada, it's recorded, he was asking Prabhupada, Swamiji, if you see someone being beaten, are you supposed to go and intervene and help them? Because you know, what if you're not a Kshatriya? And, you know, Kshatriyas are supposed to protect, but if, what if you're not a Kshatriya? And um, we're supposed to be... So what are we supposed to do? Prabhupada didn't give a clear answer. Certainly at other times he said, how can you, you not assist when someone is being harmed? If you're a gentleman, you see someone in being harmed, you do something. <laughs> You see something, you do something. So, th again, this is this, this question of, I'm just pursuing, maybe we'll get some discussion going, but um, uh, su supposing I'm a, a Brahmana, or supposing I'm a Shudra, and it's not my Dharma to give protection. So what do I do? What's my duty? You can say common sense, forget what your duty is, man. You go and help the person. <laughs> Don't just stand there. Help the person. What if, what if it's not my duty? What if my, my family may, if something happens to me, then my family may be put at risk in addition to this person being put at risk. What's my duty? You know, call 911. <laughs> but should I do something immediately? Maybe that's not, it's not such a common example as far as practical application. But so, when, when circumstances arise, we should certainly think of Krishna and depend upon Krishna, rely upon Krishna for the intelligence, the wisdom, the strength, the ability to do whatever it is that we're going to do and do it, to do it properly. And, you know, get some sense of what, what is um, what is my position? Like, you know, supposing amongst all the, the assembled persons, you come to know that somebody's having some problem in their marriage. Now, what are you supposed to do? You know, like, you know just don't intervene, don't get near it because it's none of your business. Sh should you do, should you do something? Should you, what should you do? What should you do? Or somebody has something. 
the, the scan goes, think of Krishna, how can, it, how can the mood of being in service to Krishna and depending upon Krishna and considering what is my position, certainly if one is in the position of uh, invested with some authority and responsibility, let's say, you know, there are two Bhakti Vriksha groups, so, you know, the, either you're the organizer of the Bhakti Vriksha group or you're a member of the Bhakti Vriksha group, you want to do something, so you, you know, what's a, consider what's appropriate given the, 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 those who are carrying responsibility, certain go, go to the person who's having some responsibility and, um, share, I don't know what to do. I, I want I want to be of some help in, in this circumstance, but I don't know what to do. While maintaining the, the right decorum and confidentiality. Anyway, there's so many so many details that to give examples it's difficult without the details. So just go to principles. Mood of service. Think of Krishna. Think of what your what your your duties in general are given your nature and consider from that position even if even if you don't know exactly what to do and even if you don't because you don't know what to do you don't do something by continued <clears throat> ultimately by 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 purification krishna will guide you in the course of life strive to become pure so that you'll be a better instrument of krishna overall and in the, the meantime, place yourself under proper guidance and direction from those that are guiding you so you can help get some sense of what would be appropriate in your particular, in this some particular circumstance. As much as, um, you know, as it seems to be appropriate. There are, different, there are different scales and levels of things that we have the opportunity to, to act upon, to deal with. I mean, the application, something like this, the application part gets, gets a blur because you have to, you have to know the particulars of a situation to know how to apply a, this verse. And that's why I'm having a little trouble going more deeply in it because it so much depends on particulars. <coughs> what you would do in one situation is not what you would do in another situation depending on the particulars or a similar situation depending on the particulars okay with that blur ending uh, any discussion or comments yes um, when you are talking about swabhava according to one swabhava he would perform prescribed duties and he would take the shelter of uh, Krishna or guidance from some good associates. Okay. But uh, if one Swabhava doesn't, uh, one Swabhava doesn't allow him to know what is his prescribed duties and he doesn't know that... Uh, That's why we, ha we, we need direction. We need guidance. How many times, the answer is many, many times, how many times does Prabhupada in his Bhaktivedanta purports of Bhagavad Gita say, under the direction of a bona fide spiritual master. Many times. So, your statement is, 
or if the question is, when we're covered by the modes of nature, how do we know what modes of nature we are because we're covered by the modes of nature? Like, like that, right? So, Scripture can tell us that there, there are some symptoms by which we can understand. Many devotees report like this, wow, that sounds like me. <laughs> and that sounds like me. And, you know, so it's, it's hard to discern because we're this big mix of different qualities. Not so stark and so, so you know, it's not a, such a clear cut. We're a mixture of natures, largely. <coughs> Still, um, there, there are more prominent qualities than others that are less prominent qualities. Some people are more Kshatriya-like, some people are more Vrindical-like, some people are more Vaishya-like. Just leave somebody alone for a while and they're figuring out you know, how to make some money out of something. So they're, they're, they're Vaishya-like. It's just they're different natures. And then there's the, the under the guidance of somebody that understands how to engage somebody properly, how, what, what their duty should be. If one swabhava uh, doesn't uh, accept to take the bona fide shelter... No, that's not. That's not swabhava. That's, that's asura. <laughs> A godly person of any of the, of the four varnas can take shelter of a qualified person to guide them. But, uh, it's not the so. It, it don't, let's don't go there. But we don't see everybody taking the one percent. Yeah, that's there's a, there's a reason because there there is a, a, a asurabhav. <laughs> that's the I reason. Think there is no solution for. That there is solution. It, you know, it, you know, kirtan, prasadam. Give them association, anyways. And be very tolerant when they kick you in the face or insult you or, or you know do something ridiculous by association. I've seen it. I could tell you stories, but there isn't time. Just by association, just by association, even mean-spirited persons become changed. Here's a book distribution story. Um, one, one of Prabhupada's disciples, a Mataji named Nidra from Denver Temple, since when she, 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 she became a devotee when she was young, and she's been performing eight, six to eight hours of book distribution every day, ever since. So one story she tells is, uh, one day she was distributing books and somebody came over, seemed curious and said, oh, that's a nice, can I see that book? How much do you want for the book? And they negotiated the least amount that they could get for the book, give for the book. They took the book and threw it right in the trash, you know, having them watch, threw it in the trash. She said, I just wanted to get, get one of those for the least possible amount and trash it. That was the, that was the introduction with this lady. Some time passed and she saw the lady in the, in the Govinda's restaurant. So she went over and, you know, was surprised and was going to say hello. And the lady gave her, you know, don't get near me. I don't want to hear any of your, your Krishna stuff. 
I, I just came here for the restaurant. You know, don't don't bother me. And then she, she saw that she was becoming a regular restaurant person. And then after some time, she saw the lady helping, you know, wash the pots in the kitchen of the restaurant. And then lady, the, later the lady started coming to the temple and the lady became initiated devotee. And <laughs> she changed through association and prashadam. Although initially she was inimical. That doesn't happen to everybody, but it happened to this lady. So, from the asura spirit to the godly spirit by association and the, the opportunities for purification. Something else? Yes? Is the purity of who gives association matter? Yes, very much. So, in our stage from where we how do we give or how do we get? Give. give. Become, become as pure as you can. You give according to your capacity. You know, one of the things is you can distribute books. And, you know, I may be a very incompetent personality, but this book is fully competent. And people become devotees from receiving books, reading books. So many, so many descriptions. Prashadam. And, you know, similarly, prashadam prepared by a pure devotee has, has different efficacy than... Um, Prashadam prepared by somebody who is not a pure devotee, somebody who is like, you know, just becoming whatever it is. But still it's prashadam. It's the, the tra there's transcendental, it's transcendental. So the, the, the foremost thing for you, for each of us, is to strive to become pure. So we're, we're, we're better instruments of Krishna. And whatever you have, you use because that will also help you become pure. You're part of your purification to become dear to to Lord Chaitanya by trying to carry out his instruction of Krishna. Teach the message of Bhagavad Gita to others, you become dear to Krishna. Well, I, I'm not such a good devotee myself, so how can I teach the message of Krishna? Teach the message of Krishna as you can understand it. and you'll become purified. And if Prabhupada was the one speaking that message instead of you, then the other person would certainly get more benefit. But you, you can't give what you don't have, so you give what you have. It's service for, for purification. And then there's family, you know, the family members. Whoa. My, my dependents are dependent upon my purity. I better, better get it together. And so on. Anything else? Um, I was thinking on the uh, point of uh, uh, performing the duty without uh, attachment. Okay. And 
I think it's kind of difficult to do, you know, perform a duty without getting attached to it, because then you will not make justice to performing the duty. No, you you're you're entitled. Adhikar <coughs> means in Hindi. What does it mean? Uh, it means right. right. Oblig yeah. So you have the right. You can be attached to your duty, but don't be attached to the fruit of your duty. And that answers your question. How to be attached to the duty without being attached to the fruit requires some transcendental component there. You're attached to doing your duty for Krishna. And therefore the fruit goes to Krishna, not just... Because if you're, just, if you're attached to the activity or the duty, minus Krishna, you're attached to the fruit. Always. <laughs> that take care of it? Okay. Rati? Remember when you talked about the Vajra river, is it the same as the um, Brahman? Say it again slower. The, the, Viraja, the Viraja river that yeah. you were explaining. Yeah. Um, no, it's not the same as Brahmachoti. Oh. It's, it's spoken of in the third canto as it looks like, at least as far as the reading that I, I went over through it several times, the causal ocean. The causal ocean in which Garbhadakshaya Vishnu lies. Or Mahavishnu lies. Because you're, you're mentioning that who attain to that place are also, they have the ability of falling down again. Because, you know, the, the people who are like... Uh, who aspire for nirvana or nothingness, get to Vajrayana. Yeah. Is it similar to... Arulya Krishna param padam tada patantya nad. So, yes, they can fall down. So, they also say that the people who attain to the Brahman also fall down. So, yeah. So, I was thinking that they are probably identical, but they are not the same. But there, there's some similarity, there's some difference. Okay. And they're they're different. Although there's some similarity. <laughs> the material condition, there's some similarity, but there's some difference. We're already falling. What is when, uh, when in difficulty comes, uh, we should think... When what comes? When in difficulties come. When difficulties come. Then we, then we depend on Krishna. I hope so. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and understand that Krishna will give us the intelligence and ability to deal with it. Yeah, the, the, the difficulty may not go away so quickly. Krishna doesn't make that promise. So, so when applying this, uh, even for small things, like for example, is it good or no? Like, I'm late for something and I depend on Krishna. Krishna, please help me to go faster. No. <laughs> no, not like that. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't make Krishna our servant. That's not what it means to surrender. Something else. Yeah. What's the, I understood the maintainer, how Krishna is the maintainer, but how do we understand Krishna is the protector? How do you not understand Krishna is to protect? Can you protect yourself? 
can you protect your family? You, you do. You do. You're you're the servant. But ultimately, I'm dependent upon Krishna for as the protector. To whatever degree there is protection, Krishna is the protector. Not me. It's not my my protection efforts. It makes protection. I'm the servant. I do I do the service. But Krishna is the protector. Means what is Krishna protecting uh, our service to Krishna? He's, he's pre- whatever to whatever there is material or spiritual, he's the protector. Yes. I'm not sure I got got uh, when you were speaking about uh, attachment to non non uh, performance of duty. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I got it right, but you said that Arjun wanted to leave the battlefield. He was attached to non performance of duty, karma sannyas. I'm not sure. Uh, did you say that uh, perfected souls can not perform their duty? Yes. Because for them there's no, there isn't duty. Duty is for those who are, are involved in the modes of nature. I have a duty born of the impulses of the modes of material nature. But one who is beyond the modes of material nature, they don't have duty. But they may still do something anyway. To, sh- to set example, that was one of the things that Krishna said to Arjun. Arjun, you're thinking, first of all, you don't have the qualification to, to, to not perform your duty. But even if you got to the stage where you're qualified, you don't have a duty to perform, you still perform duty to set a standard, set an example to other, for others. But, supposing someone's on the platform of spontaneous devotional service, and in that spontaneous devotional service, they neglect a duty. There's no, there's no sin or fault in that. Because they're fully, fully transcendental. There's a nice leela we, we were discussing when we were in Mayapur. In, um, Kumarahata is a place where it's, it's very close to Calcutta, some distance from, from Navadweep. It's where we ended up. Because from there we went to the, the airport and the train station and stuff. So, <coughs> in Kumarhata, it's a place where Srivas Thakur, one of the Panchatattva members, after Lord Chaitanya left Navadweep for, to take sannyas, he couldn't stand being in Navadweep, seeing the places without Lord Chaitanya. It was too painful for him. So he left. He went to Kumarahata. And some years later, Lord Chaitanya was traveling ostensibly to Vrindavan, but he passed through. He wanted to, he wanted to go, he wanted to do a number of things, but he, he passed through Kumarahata. When he reached Kumarahata, um, Srivas was <coughs> absorbed in a, a meditation. He was meditating upon Krishna. And he was thinking that he was, how much he was missing Lord Chaitanya's association. And he opened his eyes and there was Lord Chaitanya. 
and immediately fell at Lord Chaitanya's feet, grabbed hold of his feet and began crying in, 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 in ecstatic love, saying how you're so kind to your devotees. And, and so Lord Chaitanya, several things happened. He stayed for some days. And uh, this is described in Chaitanya Bhagavat, the long section. And he, you know, so interacting with other devotees who were also in Kumarahata. Then some days later he came to Srivas's home and said, Srivas, I don't see you doing any occupation. Householder's duty. You, you have a large family, an extended family, and there's so many persons depending upon you, and, and you, you're not doing anything. Can you explain? Shivas looked at him, he picked up a stick, and went, one, two, three. Lord Chaitanya said, Shivas, I don't understand your reply. <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> and Shivas said, <clears throat> if on the first day I don't have anything to eat, and the second day I don't have anything to eat, and the third day I don't have anything to eat, then I'll go and jump in the Ganges and drown myself. And, and Lord Chaitanya said, <coughs> um, you, have, you have understood com completely the, the purport of my teaching in Bhagavad Gita. This is Lord Chaitanya saying, my teaching in Bhagavad Gita, yoga kshema vaham yaham. But it, the, 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 pre, the first part of the verses, ananyas chintayan tomam yejana paryapasate tesham nityabhyuktanam yoga kshema. Unto those who are fully devoted to me, with mind fixed in me, fully absorbed in me, and said, said, Srivas, even if the goddess of fortune has to undergo austerities, you will never have to undergo austerities. I will always see that your, your, your family is taken care of and you're not in any difficulty. Carry on. <laughs> so it was a fault. He was pointing out a fault in the execution of his swabhava, you know, his, his duties. Apparently, as a householder. But he's beyond the modes of nature. So he has no duty. So as, Chaitanya, as Krishna is the provider of those who are under the modes of nature and performing their prescribed duties, he's the one that's providing for them. He's their maintainer. He's the maintainer of Srivas Thakur and Prahlad Maharaj and you know different devotees who are beyond the modes of nature. So for someone who is in such a situation, neglect of what might be considered to be duty is not a fault. But otherwise they do their duty because they're showing example. Someone else. Some, some, it's just someone else that hasn't... Yes. Well, I, I, you're, what you're referring to is something that Prabhupada said. I was just repeating something that Prabhupada said. It's not like in every circumstance you have to, like, you know, you, 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 an obstacle course. 
It's not like that. But Krishna wants to know our sincerity. So, the way the Prabhupada said it is, Krishna will ask, Are you sure you want me? What if there's an obstacle? Are you sure you want me? What if there's sense gratification? Hmm? Maybe some sense gratification instead? You sure you want me? And so different ways Krishna will see, are you really so... That what, we, what, what it means that we really want Krishna is that, that the word sincerity. Sincerity is a nice word. Sincerity is a nice quality, but it's also a nice word. The, the derivation of the word sincerity comes from a Latin word that describes marble that does not have any lines in it. Like, you know, fully black or fully white or... Because many kinds of marble, there are different colors and tints and designs in the marble. But, like in, in, in Italy, it's just like, it's a Latin, the Latin derivation is marble that has no lines. Because they use that for sculpture. Other things can be for, you know, buildings or whatever, you know, materials. But sculpture is, there's no lines. So that's very special quality. So sincere means there's no, there's no lines. <laughs> there's only one thing. Do you really want me? Or is it a mix? So, so, to really want Krishna, is it just one thing? Mami come sharanam. Na dhanam, na janam, na sundarim. That's what, that's what want only Krishna is. So his love for us is conditional? No. He's reciprocating with our, our submission to him. So what do you really want? Let's do it the other way around. Devotees sometimes pray. Krishna, please take all the impurities from my heart and leave just pure devotion. And Krishna starts removing the impurities from our heart and we go, wait a minute, not that one. That's my favorite one. You get the idea. Yes? In addition to what Mataji was sharing, it so often happens, like even when we want to perform some devotional service, we have so much uh, obstacles in that. So, how do we like really see that like, when we are trying to do something? How do you see it? Or like, how do we like, take it? Like, how do you take it? Yeah, like obstacles in devotion. Like, you take it, you, you, you take it that um, minimally, our, our, our class this morning was the Say Yes to Krishna class. That was the verse. Um, this, it was Brahma speaking to Priyavrata. Priyavrata was one of the sons of Swambhuvamanu. They, they were persuading him to become the emperor. He didn't want to become emperor. He was happy doing what he was doing. And Brahma said, you know, you have to accept the plan of the Lord. So each of us, his, his argument is, you must accept there's no non-acceptance. And 
we, each of us get a body and a mind and with it a certain amount of happiness and distress and there's nothing you can do about it. You can try to adjust things but you're going to get a certain amount of happiness and distress by the, by, by the arrangement of, the, of one who is the ultimate person. So accept that. So accept it. Accept it. What do I do about the obstacles? There's an obstacle. And by my Krishna consciousness, I can rise above the obstacle. Because can, can obstacles stop the flow of devotional service? Pure devotional service can't be stopped by obstacles. It's going to continue anyway. Even in, you know, our obstacles are little. Even in extreme obstacles, who can stop Prahlad Maharaja's devotional service or Haridas Thakur's devotional service? Haridas Thakur told the Kazi, you're the, you're the representative of the king and the king's the representative of God. You're, you're entitled to punish me as you feel is appropriate. But I'll tell you one thing. If, you're, if you decide that for, because I'm chanting the holy name of the Lord, you should kill me, you can cut my body into a thousand little pieces and I'll continue chanting. Because it's, it's, it's not coming from the body, coming from the soul. I'll continue chanting. But you, you, you decide what's... You know, so we don't have such obstacles. But whatever the obstacles are that we have, they cannot... In the language of the Srimad Bhagavatam, that devotional service which is not caused by anything material nor checked by anything material is fully satisfying to the self. So render devotional service even there's an obstacle not checked by the obstacle with determination. It may not be fully effective. Like when Prabhupada came and he was he had a he had a service to do and nothing was happening. He tried this and tried that, nothing was happening. But he, he understood. Because I'm carrying out the order of my spiritual master, he's pleased. The endeavor is the perfection. It's one of our phrases from book distribution. Sometimes people say yes. Sometimes people say no. Sometimes they say insulting things. And we just go on with our devotional service because it's pleasing to the spiritual master. The endeavor is the perfection. And it's when we become attached to an outcome, it's very painful. It's not satisfying even people say yes. Not like the, ha the satisfaction that comes from just performing the service in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a mood of devotion. And we continue, despite the difficulties, the obstacles, and we feel something. We feel some reciprocation from Krishna. Commonly, just by staying in that position of surrender to Krishna, the obstacles just vanish. But it may not happen so quickly. And it may not apparently happen at all. But that happiness is happening. It's the submission to Krishna happiness. And there, with that comes spirit. So sometimes it's, 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 it helps those 
if Krishna sends the obstacles by his internal potency, they're there to help us become stronger in our determination so that when the obstacle is gone, we understand Krishna put the obstacle, Krishna removed the obstacle, Krishna is very kind. And now my determination is stronger. My, 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 I'm fixed on Krishna more than I would be if there wasn't an obstacle. Krishna is very kind. That's what we do. Stay fixed in recognizing Krishna's kindness and continue with even doubled determination to carry out the service nicely. That's, you know, we, we may be weak and we may not be able to do like that. But that's what we should do. <laughs> and practice like that. And it, and it becomes, our strength grows. Our convictions grow. Our realizations will grow. Our determination will grow. Our Krishna consciousness will grow. So little obstacles compared to, you know, Get used to it. It's it's an ongoing obstacle, you know. But it's not all obstacles. It's many many times. It's completely other things. But we're in the, remember. We're, I was just hearing Prabhupada say this in a in a conversation. We're not in Vaikuntha. This is the material world. We're paying the price for our being in the material world. We, we said we made a big no to Krishna, and here we are. So we shouldn't expect Vaikuntha. We're paying the price for our this this our foolishness, our misuse of free will. I'm ready to pay the price. Let me let me simply engage in Krishna's service. Yes. <coughs> then you will then we'll end. Okay. Um, in uh, it's a practical application question. I have a question on surrender. Okay. In in small, if I am cornered and there is a big uh, problem and I don't know what to do, then you know I am able to call for Krishna. Krishna, please help. Is that surrender? Your question is: What all the other times, or or when they're no, the big time? That is the first <laughs> first question. Is big time? I am cornered. I don't know what to do. Which option to take? Or I don't even know what to do. I am cornered. Like. I'm in a big snowstorm. Okay, 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 whatever it is. Whatever it is. So, yeah, that's, that's surrender. That's surrender. But then there are smaller situations, like I have to go to a meeting, and I have to get this information before the meeting, but I'm calling that person, he's not picking the phone. So, when I remember Krishna, is it surrender? Krishna, please. Not please, please, please help me stay thoughtful of you not like can you please get the other guy to pick up the not phone like <laughs> <laughs> no, not because that is the question he asked but what I am asking is remembering Krishna is that surrender yeah sure there's an instruction and you're following the instruction that's surrender So then there is no difficulty, like sometimes material world like goes smoothly. <laughs> so at that time, what is surrender? Always remembering Krishna? Yeah. 